0: Alberta plans to replace ambulances with some taxis, a hockey dad cop cleared by the SIU, fighter jets for Christmas, and Spain records its hottest year ever. Good morning. It's Thursday, December 22nd. This is Nora, and here are your headlines for today. We start this morning in Alberta, where Daniel Smith, the premier of the province, has announced that Alberta will be using shuttles, taxis, and other alternative forms of transportation to transport some patients hoping to improve access to emergency medical services. This would be for non-emergency transfers of patients rather than using ambulances where it's clinically appropriate, she said. The article in the Canadian Press also quotes Dr. John Cowell, who said that the alternative transportation could include community shuttles, wheelchair-accessible taxis, and modified vans that could properly secure stretchers this was up until this point in the article i thought well that might be an interesting way to relieve some of the pressure on ambulances though if you're transporting people in stretchers you might need a medical team to go with them maybe taxi drivers and shuttle drivers aren't the best folks to be doing that transfer but anyway it's worth mentioning and the canadian press does mention this that john cole Quote, was appointed as the official administrator of AHS after the governing board was fired a month ago. A good reminder that this is an individual who's obviously close to Daniel Smith and um, might be supporting what she says, no matter what she says. Hard to say. The Canadian press copy that ran in the National Post doesn't have comment from any health workers. And so I took a little bit of time to search around to see if there's been any Uh, comments made by paramedics or paramedic associations. The Alberta Paramedic Association's website did not have a reply to this announcement, though they do have a campaign on the website that calls for an end to something called CoreFlex. And I think learning about CoreFlex is pretty important to understand the pressure that paramedics are under. At their website, they explain that the CoreFlex model schedules EMS practitioners to provide emergency health services for an extended period of time, which is, wait for it, 96 hours or more in duration. Within Alberta, there are approximately 190 ambulances providing frontline emergency response utilizing the CoreFlex staffing model. It seems to me that maybe that's the place to start rather than hiring shuttle drivers to, re- to take some of the pressure off of the uh, folks who uh, drive emergency medical transport. But anyway, it is worth mentioning that the Alberta Paramedic Association's president, who has taken over their Twitter account, is a candidate for the UCP. And so if you go to their Twitter account, the last tweet up there actually supports, quote, the government's commitment to put paramedic and EMS support uh, response times as, as provincial priorities Association President Dusty Meyer is running for the UCP so maybe not the best uh, response maybe they won't respond maybe he supports this but anyway certainly something to pay attention to as uh, services continue to privatize and get downloaded onto the taxi industry. Next up Over to Stratford, Ontario, where Ontario's Special Investigations Unit, the SIU, which investigates police misconduct, has cleared an off-duty officer of wrongdoing. The officer, a member of Peel Police, was at a hotel in Stratford for a youth hockey tournament last November There was a dispute involving the officer, says the SIU, and two other men. One of the men adopted an aggressive posture towards the officer, as if intending to strike him, and the officer struck him twice in the face and once in the neck. This is directly from the SIU report. Quote, he fell to the ground and suffered a broken leg. I mean, aside, incredible passive writing there. Uh, The guy just had his leg break after falling to the ground. Now, the SIU cleared the officer... Uh, not because there wasn't wrongdoing, but because the officer wasn't acting, quote, as a peace officer over the course of the altercation and has instead sent the the, the file to the Stratford police. There's no name of this hockey dad leg breaking cop uh, who works for Peel Police. There's no information about whether or not he's still working, so I assume I assume we can assume that he's probably still working uh, today. And so uh, if you're in Brampton, Miss sauger um, and you see a guy that looks like he could break your leg at a hockey tournament that his son is at, uh, you might want to stay clear. It's also worth noting that this did not get picked up by very many news outlets. I found two media hits on it and both basically just cribbed the SIU report uh so um, it will be interesting, again, to see if the Stratford police lay charges. I, I'm not holding my breath, but pay attention to certainly local news in Stratford. If anything changes on this, I'm sure that they will have another police-issued media release disguised as news. Over to national news now, where the federal government has finally, finally committed to purchasing those F-35 fighter jets that have been so long promised in this country. It will be the fourth time or so that a government in the last two decades has promised to purchase fighter jets. In this case, they are spending $7 billion on 16 F-35 fighter jets, and Lockheed Martin was the successful bidder on the contract. The Liberals have promised to purchase 88 fighter jets, and need to make these purchases in batches. And so the overall budget for the 88, uh, they say, will be $19 billion. A report by Lee Berthiome in the Canadian press wrote that, quote, Canada will not send fighter jets to patrol NATO airspace for Russian incursions next year for the first time, that Canada's CF-18s will be absent from the skies over Europe since 2017. If you were wondering what exactly we use these fighter jets for, I too was wondering that. And I don't know, it kind of seems like considering what's going on right now with Russia, maybe we don't want to be poking the bear with our fighter jets, but I I don't know. I'm not a liberal. And finally, international news now. Record numbers are in, unsurprisingly, in Europe after another year of deadly heat waves. Spain has recorded its hottest year ever since 1961 when the data started being recorded. It has been extraordinarily hot and dry in Europe this year and that had created the conditions for massive wildfires that damaged crops and led to water restrictions across the continent. Reuters reports that European authorities and experts link the extreme weather to climate change. That is a quote. To give you an idea of how hot it got in Spain... It reached 47 degrees Celsius back in July, 265,000 hectares of forest went up in smoke, and of the wildfires across Europe, Spain saw the, the highest number of hectares destroyed by fire. Reuters says that 4,655 people died as a result of heat-related illness in Spain, and that wasn't even the, the highest death toll of any European country. France had more than 10,000 people die as a result of these heat waves. Those are your headlines this morning. It's Thursday, December 22nd. We're getting to the end of the year. Hope you have a great day.